0: Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this series, we're examining every single goddamn page of Alien Hunger, a quick-start adventure for Vampire the Masquerade, to determine what is the dumbest thing on that page. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. If you'd like to play along at home, this is 1991's Alien Hunger, the official PDF release from White Wolf. Today we're discussing page 40 of Alien Hunger, and today is a big day. We're in the characters section, and what character could be more important? What character could be a bigger influence, a more fascinating and decisive factor in the undead community of goth punk Denver, Colorado, than Prince Ed himself, Edward Williams, the Prince of Denver? Edward's got a nice long backstory, so we're going to jump right into it. Edward was embraced in the 11th century. He was a troubadour, uh, which I, I did look into, and troubadour does not seem to have been a thing that existed at that time. But, you know, maybe Prince Ed's recollection of events has shifted. He's in his vampire middle age now, and when he looks back on his vampire youth, I think he he remembers going to a lot of protests that he actually only heard about. And, like, he remembers being in a band that was popular, but maybe that band only ever practiced. Maybe that band only ever thought about being a band, but they actually just played one time during a big sales event at somebody's uncle's used car lot. So, like, Edward remembers being a troubadour, and it doesn't check out that's fine it says he was at the battle of hastings uh, as well as a lot of other battles and uh, this really turned him off to war uh he he does not like war and this has actually made him cruel because he's somewhat of an authoritarian like any chance he sees for a mass rebellion or battle in denver he, he puts down very brutally because it's worth it to him to destroy someone to avert war that's why he killed louis Pasteur, noted revolutionary louis Pasteur. In fact, that's probably what happened. Remember, Prince Edward had a picture of Louis Pasteur that he tore out of an encyclopedia because he was researching Louis Pasteur in the fucking encyclopedia because it's 1991. Probably, <laughs> probably this dumbass looked up Louis Pasteur in the encyclopedia and it was like, revolutionary chemist Louis Pasteur. And he was like, fuck, a revolution. Louis Pasteur must die for the good of my people. Uh, the text goes on to praise Prince Ed for his cleverness. For example, the way he killed Pasteur was, quote, one that leaves no trace for the mundane authorities to link to anything other than a particularly brutal murder. Yes, extremely clever. He sent three well-known local individuals with a reputation as tough guys, Duke, Earl, and the Count, to break into Pastor's home, kill him, and then burn the entire house down, launching an immediate murder and arson investigation and an immediate emergency response to the scene, as well as a giant crowd of witnesses. A great plan, as long as there was nothing in Louis Pasteur's house that we missed. For example, a basement full of baby vampires. Anyway, it goes on to say that Prince Ed's not such a bad guy. He tolerates the independents in his city, who are not really members of the court, but he lets them live there as long as they keep to their own domain. The text further absolves Edward by saying that Thaddeus really had him wrapped around his finger. He was using dominate as well as mundane means of manipulation to convince Edward that Pasteur was a threat. And in other cool dude news, he loves music. He has a big history of playing music, knowing musicians. He keeps mementos from all the musicians that he has known. It says that in 1808, he was in Austria for music reasons, and he befriended an Austrian soldier who was an opera lover. And so they got on well together, but then a small group of people discovered that Edward was a vampire, and Ed had to do something about that. So he embraced the soldier so that he would have a child to help him go kill all these people who discovered his secret. The soldier is now his blood-bound child, and that's who Duke is. So Edward and Duke roam the earth for a while. By the end of the 19th century, they're in London. It says here, uh, being big Gilbert and Sullivan fans, which is kind of right in the middle of the pack in terms of ways to spend eternity. You know, if you've got seeking spiritual enlightenment on one end of the spectrum and glutting yourself on the blood of the innocent on the other end of the spectrum, right in the middle is just like leading a quiet nocturnal existence, enjoying the works of Gilbert and Sullivan. It's really in that sweet spot of who the fuck cares. However, by 1900, it becomes clear to Edward that soon there's going to be war in Europe, and he does hate war. I don't know if you remember, but he has kind of an obsession about it. Like, similar to how Thaddeus has that weird mental derangement where he wants to live, Edward really does not like it when there are wars. He particularly doesn't like to be in wars. He feels that they're bad. So, he decided to leave Europe and go to the United States. He and Duke showed up in New York, gradually made their way west, and then, finally, they arrived at the promised land, quote, Denver was occupied by Don Alonso de Vargas and a few other kindred. The city was still in turmoil, though, expanding at a great rate and with a huge transient population. It was not until 1920 that things settled down and Denver developed a large enough kindred population that the comfortable anarchy which had previously been dominant seemed inadequate. Now, this gets us onto the next page, but we kind of have to go there to complete this thought and point out the oversight that is the dumbest thing on this page, quote, Edward and Don Alonso were the only elders present in Denver, and it was obvious that one would rule. The presence of Duke tipped the balance of power slightly in Edward's favor and gave him enough strength to make a proposal. He proposed that the three form a council, with Edward as prince and head of the council, and declared Denver to be their domain. Don Alonso agreed, and the three have ruled Denver capably since that time. So, I'm familiar with Prince Ed, who hangs out at the bar all the time, has very little motivation to do anything. I'm familiar with Thaddeus. The weird old Nosferatu from Rome who was involved in this story before we got here, but is gone now. Both of them have been statted up. Who the fuck is Don Alonzo de Vargas? The apparently other major elder power player in Denver who we have never heard about before. That would have been a good guy to know about. You know, when Prince Ed was trying to kill us because he didn't trust us, didn't like us. It would have been nice to know that there is, in fact, a ruling council of Denver and it's Edward Duke and this other elder with deeper ties in Denver than Edward named Don Alonzo de Vargas, uh, to whom we perhaps could have appealed for help. We could have you know, made some kind of alliance. We could have at least approached him and asked, hey, we heard you're friends with Edward. Can you ask Edward why he doesn't like us? If you want us to navigate the social scene here at Denver Vampire High School, you, you have to give us the tools. You have to tell us about all the popular kids and how they're connected to each other. Don Alonzo de Vargas appears to be the longest standing major political power player, and one of a a tiny number of powerful elders in Denver. And there is nothing about this guy or what he's up to at all. So that's the dumbest thing in this page. We got a lot of this book devoted, as we're gonna see, to characters who are almost guaranteed never to show up or interact with the characters. And yet we are missing one third of the council of three powerful vampires that rule Denver, just because I guess he was busy during the events of this story. It doesn't say that, I just I assume because we never ran into him. We do though get lots of detail on Prince Edward. So much detail that runs onto the next page. Join me next time for that on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been Mega Dumbcast. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the patrons only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com/slash megadumbcast. Social media was never healthy and is now dying, so if you want to contact me, you can email me. I am megadumbcast at gmail.com. This season's theme song is Suck City by Black Math, whose work you can find at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash black underscore math. Dumbheads, I will catch you next time.